You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Jessica Rush. And I'm Kara Cooper. The last time we spoke to today's guest, she was deep in the world of new motherhood, pumping in the bathroom at the Tony Awards, and preparing to return to her Tony-nominated role in Jagged Little Pill. Today, she joins us to discuss what it was like to job share on Broadway, the emotional whiplash that Omicron brought, and how she is learning to balance her career and motherhood moving forward. Here's the conclusion of our Returning Reborn series with Elizabeth Stanley. Well, well, good morning. Let's jump in, Elizabeth. Okay, <laughs> welcome let's get back. To it. Welcome back. It's been, um, I think, probably like six months since at least, yeah, since we talked to you. That's well. How old's crazy. the baby? Well, she's uh, just over seven months. So yeah, so that would yeah, be about I think right. Last time she was just like happily sleeping. I was able to hold her, and now I was like. Oh, she's not going to just sit still on my lap anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Have you sent her out? Is, is she on a walk or out? It's so cold today, though. I know. We yeah, did. I tried to take her to the park, and she was a little like, what's happening? <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel the same way. Same. I was like, oh, spring, come on. You could do it. But um, no, she's sleeping right now, so we'll see how long that lasts. But for now, she's sleeping. Oh, good. Mm. Well, I remember her just cooing and nursing and all the things. And you were in the throes of, you know, the, the out of, my husband always says it's like being in outer space, right? Like the outer space mode Mm -hmm. of the beginning and where time has lost all meaning. And is it day? (laughs) Is it night? You're covered in the spit up all the things. And you were discussing returning to your show. Yeah. And since we spoke with you, (laughs) (laughs) did that, and you you returned, and unfortunately, it's not you're not there anymore because the show closed with the Omicron variant. So before that's a whole, there's so much we're gonna back up a (laughs) little. This is a journey. So many layers. Yes, so many layers. But we would love to hear how it came about. You touched a little on it last time about sharing the job with Heidi, yeah, uh, Lincoln staff, and what that was like for you, because obviously this is a conversation that we are deeply interested in and invested in. Um, I know that Amber Gray is role sharing or was role sharing at Hades town and, um, or is going to do that at Macbeth. I'm she not is sure. again. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yep. and then that someone in the West end is doing it an ensemble player. Um, here in America, I think there's a lot more that goes into it. However, to see these principles doing that yourself and Amber gives us hope, I think. Was that was that a conversation that was right off the bat they were open to? Or did you have to push for that? Will you tell us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, I definitely had to push for it. I mean, I felt very supported by the creative team. You know, as soon as I said, like, I'm having a baby, everyone was like, oh, my God. And, um, you know, and and was like, whatever, you know, however we can support you, we're here. And, and, um, and so that was great because I did feel like I was in a good position to really think about what support looked like for me. Um, but ultimately I was just like going back to work when she's like two months old or barely two months old, just feels, it just felt more extreme than what I wanted to do. Right. So, I mean, some people have to do that, but I kind of felt like I'm a freelance artist. So, you know, I like, sometimes you just have to take the work that you have. Right. And, 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 um, so I didn't want to like not return at all. Plus have the show closing as it did and all that we'd been through the last couple of years. Like I was anxious to get back. Um, so I wasn't keen to just be like, I'm not going back into the show ever. Um, and I also wasn't keen to be like, I'm going to wait till she's seven months old or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. because I, I missed the show and, and it was like breaking my heart to not be there as it reopened. Um, but I kind of accepted that part of it. And then once I accepted that I wasn't going to be there for the reopening, it, you know, made it easier for me to wrap my head around like, oh, well, maybe I could continue to not be there full time. Maybe I could continue to, you know, share this with someone else. Um, and so when I first brought the idea to the producers, um, they were like, I just don't think that we'll be able to get someone, someone else who wants to only do it part time. You know, like we can't imagine that an actress wouldn't just be like, I have to do it the whole time. And I was like, really? You're like, really? Because <laughs> this schedule is not it, y'all. So I think there's plenty of people that would like more than one day of off a week. Sign up for that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, and so the more we talked about it, I, I think like it. I just explained, I was like the way that I'm going to feel supported and you're saying you want to support me, how, what that looks like to me is more time with my child. Um, you know, and, uh, and, and so, you know, it came to be that, you know, it was Heidi and I have to say like, she was just so, is so incredible. Um, so generous, like, she and I had a really open, really transparent uh, relationship all through the rehearsal process because there was so much to unpack. I think every Broadway show that went back into rehearsals was like, you're not only putting the show up, but you're like healing and talking and excavating all that has happened in the time since you closed, right? In a lot of, a lot of ways. Um, So some of that we did over Zoom as a company, and I was able to participate in that. But then there was a lot of stuff that happened in the room that I wasn't present for. And so that kind of stuff I really appreciated, Heidi, like just bringing me into it and saying, if you want to know, if you have the space to hold what's happening in the room, like here are the emotions. This is what's happening with, you know, this person and this person. And these are the conversations that are being had. Um, so that was like invaluable. Um And then also same thing, like she was being given creative freedom to kind of make things her own, which is, was my dream for her. Um, but she was also really respectful of like, I know this is your baby that you created and I don't want to, um, disrespect that or change it so much that you come back and you're like, what is this? Um, (laughs) that's a really, I mean, that's a really classy move. I'd like to (sighs) think that it's a given, but I don't think it is. I know it's Mm -hmm. not. And so 
for her to be so aware and so conscious and conscientious, conscientious. I have my yeah. Invisalign in you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. um, to be aware of that and respectful is really, that's classy. That's yeah, it really, really was. And, um, you know, and then ultimately also was so like, generous then when I would go back and we'd be like sharing different like wait I can't remember what I did here or like you know Diane keeps giving me a note that I should get a laugh here but which must mean that you're getting a laugh here like what are you doing you know so we were having those kind of comments um and then also like really really honest and vulnerable comments of like you know like when I saw the invited dress you know I was just like and then like all the accolades, of course, that like all of our friends were giving her online. Like I was like, ah, oh, there's a part of my ego that's just like, <laughs> um, and she said the same thing, you know, she's like when we were in rehearsal and Diane was like, you know, Elizabeth's going to be starting back and rehearsing with me. Like and the whole company was just like, oh, we love her. We can't wait. She's like, you know, my ego was a little like, oh. <laughs> um, and I think those, that particular like vulnerability with each other was probably the most profound one to me because it's it's easy to kind of put on the good face and be like, I'm going to be generous with you in, in some ways. I mean, that's, that's its own kind of hard, but I think it's, it's harder to be like, I love you, but I also like care about myself and my career and my, you know, whatever, all the things that we want and, um, and sharing is hard. Yeah. Um, Just acknowledging that it's hard. Yeah. Um, but so it it was really it was really great while it lasted and it was really awesome to feel also that like as a new mom not knowing what that was going to be like it took some of the pressure out right to go back and um feel like if I get there and I'm just like whoa this was way harder than I thought it was or whoa what if my baby gets sick am I going to be letting everyone down and and stressing the company out by you know, calling out frequently or whatever I need to do. You just don't know when you become a new parent. And I think each, even if you're, if, even if you already have kids, right. They have another one, like every kid is their own person. And so, um, I just really, really, I'm so grateful that it worked out the way that it did until we closed. <laughs> that The amount of work that you did do, did it feel manageable for you as a new mom? Did that kind of job share, you know, um, the emotions aside of what that meant to share a role with someone, but the actual time that was needed of you, did that feel manageable as a new mom? Did you feel like what you fought for um, worked for you? I think the short answer is yes. I mean, it was still hard, right? So it just, it really made me be like, whoa, people who like didn't have this luxury and were doing it at, you know, eight shows a week. I'm just like, that would have been really, really hard. Um you know, it was hard on our, my relationship with Charlie because, which we knew it would be, but it, it just was, it was stressful, like not ever seeing each other and then also not ever having free time, either one of us. So we, you know, he was working all day and then doing childcare at night and then I was doing flip flop. And, um, so that was hard. Um, even with the part-time it was, you know, I kind of felt like on the days when I didn't, um, have the show to go to, I was like, oh. It was really a relief. Um, but then when I got there, I was so happy to be there and have that part of myself. So I am, I, I'm, 
I still wouldn't change it. You know, I'm still grateful um, that I was able to work. Um, and the other thing that was really challenging for me is like, I don't have an amazing um, milk supply. So that was like really, I mean, you can always use formula, of course, but like it's, I don't know, there's always, that wasn't what we were doing. And so the idea of like changing what we were doing felt stressful in the moment. Um, and so it's just like, whenever I would pump, I would get like drops, you know? And so that kind of like, oh my gosh, how many minutes am I going to be away from her? Are you going to go through the stash that we have? That was stressful. Um, Well, and then thus that also affects your supply and then it goes down. I mean, it's all. It's wildly stressful. I, I, I remember like my baby was sleeping through the night, but in order to have enough milk for her when I was back at work I was waking up in the middle of the night like she was still waking up and pumping in the middle of the night because I was like this is the only way I'm gonna have enough for her which you know I ended up giving her formula like 12 months and it was totally fine it's not a big deal but in that moment it felt so I don't know that was the thing I decided to stress out about there's plenty of things you can stress out about as a new mom but that was the thing that I was like this is something I'm gonna try to control (laughs) I know I know yeah. Well, how long how long were you back before it all shut down with Omicron? Also, wait, before we, we go should... to that, though. Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to ask about coming back to work during COVID with an infant that was not vaccinated amongst all of, you know, I was stressed just going back because Elliot couldn't be vaccinated until the fall, right? Because yeah. they, they didn't approve it till then. But like, mm-hmm. there was a time where Eric was at waitress and I was at Tina and our child was unvaccinated. And to, to know that these two companies, we have to trust the people that they're going to be as responsible as possible. You know, this was at the end of the summer, beginning of the fall, where we still, even though people were vaxxed and boosted, that was the first time we were really gathering in these groups. And then to be unmasked on stage, like I remember that it was, it was a massive, um, stressor to be honest, you know? And so I can, there was relief once Elliot was vaccinated and you don't have that option obviously. And so you're there singing and having these intimate moments on stage, like just with fellow actors as we do and breathing and spitting and, you know, all the things. Um, how was that? I, I think I was so stressed about so many other things that I wasn't as stressed about that. Um, our pediatrician had, you know, was very reassuring. Like she, you know, was, she was like, from what we've seen, it's, it's not severe in babies. Um, and, and so she made us feel comfortable. I mean, there's still like the thing in the back of your head that's like, what about the long-term things that we don't know? And they're so little and, you know, um, but yeah, I wasn't as, as scared as I know. I definitely had lots of friends who were, I think that had like toddlers or young children that Mm -hmm. were, um, I think more keyed into like the stress about it. Mm -hmm. Isn't it so interesting? You said there, I had so many things to be stressed out about. That wasn't one of them. Like that's, (laughs) that's where we live. We're like, well, there's so many things to be stressed out about. (laughs) These top three are are taking the cake right now, but tomorrow maybe something else. Like that's just where we are. That's where we live. I know. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes is right. I was going to say before we go into the shutdown of Jagged Little Pill, just in case our listeners don't know, which I'm assuming most of them do because they're Broadway people, but 
you return to Jagged Little Pill and then it shut down because of COVID cases. Like mm-hmm. almost every Broadway show did right around the holidays. Lots of shows had to shut down because there were too many cases. Um, and your show never reopened. Um, right. Whereas many shows did. Most shows did. Yeah. Um, but just in case our listeners didn't know that that's what happened. Can you tell us about that? I mean, obviously you were shut down because of COVID and then how – how did everything proceed and and how did you handle it? <laughs> um, I mean, it was a time. Mm. It was a time. Uh, I mean, it was also the holidays too, which is just, yeah. Yeah. So it was yeah. like my first, um, my very first show back actually, like our COVID officer, I went back uh, in November. I think it was like the middle of November, I think. I know it was before Thanksgiving. Um, she sent me a text like before, before half hour. And, and it was like a group text to all the principals that was like, go and get tested immediately. And I was like, Oh my God, is this like the norm? And then she's like, I'll tell you what's going on when you, when I see you at the testing site. And so then I saw all the people. And so it was like a person on our crew who was masked, had had a family member test positive. And so she was like, I'm just starting with, you know, part of the cast first while we're waiting on like the other results for that, you know? So it, I just, it, and it ended up that that day was fine. That person came back negative and whatever. And at the time we thought that was fine. Um, but so I, I, I guess I would just say like the whole time I was back, it felt like it was like crazy, you know, the beginning of the, the end again. Right. Oh um, my gosh. So it, it just, I don't know. It just kind of kept happening. So I remember that when they, um, we knew the night that we were leaving that we were going to be shut down for a few days. And I remember Catherine Gallagher was like, I'm taking everything home, but she did it in the original shutdown. She was like, we're not coming back. And I was I like, Catherine, too. come on. Don't be so dramatic. I did know? that too. And everybody was like, Jessica, come on. Come on. <laughs> and then I texted her like two days later and I was like, I've never been more mad that you're right. Like, um, cause I was like, well, this is not going to happen to us again. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the one time, okay, that was wild. Like once in a lifetime moment. Like I just never thought that the producers didn't have a plan in place. You know, I think that's what yeah. was so utterly like shocking and disappointing was that like, well, we all knew this was a possibility and, and a, right. and a likelihood that right. we would need to take a pause again. And it just, I was like, floored and kind of still am that they, that, that their plan yeah. was to close it or they had no plan or I don't know what the deal was, but, um, I don't know. I'm not a producer, so I don't pretend to know all that, that went into that decision. But, um, I was doing another little like side hustle gig. I don't know if you saw the like South park videos that, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. A and I did. Yeah. And, um, I was doing that and my in-laws were here like watching Solvay because Charlie was out of town. And uh, I was like, oh, I have to get back in time um, for this company Zoom. And I thought for sure they were going to be like, here's the plan or here, you know, we're going to be closed for a few more days or we've hired more swings so that like we can keep going. You know, I just, I think I was so distracted by how hard I was working to like make it all happen and be back at work with the baby. that I, It was like not on my radar that they were going to say we're closing forever. Um, so it was real. I was devastated. I was really like, oh my God, we worked so hard. You know, our, uh, as I think probably people listening know, like there was a lot of, um, 
there were a lot of really difficult conversations and a lot of internet conversations and um, a lot of hurt and a lot of pain to work through for a lot of people in re- in remounting our show. And so everyone who was a part of the reopening was really committed, like heart and soul to being there. They believed in the show. They believed in the message. They, um, I, I mean, we were like holding each other, like family truly. And, um, and so it was like, ah. um, and then, and I had also, I had it in my contract, which I've never had before, but again, I felt safe doing it because of, um, having Heidi, like had it in my contract that I could be off a week around Christmas. So I could like see my family for baby's first Christmas. And then, uh, I don't know, we, that happened on the 20th and then Charlie tested positive for COVID like on the 22nd or something. So, so we, I like didn't see my family for Christmas and <sighs> Charlie and I were like separate from each other as well. So it was like a really mm. terrible time <laughs> as I knew it was Sorry. for so many people, but yeah, it was, um, oh, Elizabeth. a time I don't need to go back to. No, yeah. no, <laughs> no, no. We're I, sorry for making you relive it. I know. I'm oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I can kind of laugh about it now. Yeah. Well, it's just maddening that there was no plan, clearly. You know what I mean? Like, I know, and that's the thing. It's like, when we came back for our show, they, you know, our producers were like, we're prepared to operate at a loss. But they didn't say, like, for how long. So that was oh, our thing. Great. was, like, the question yeah. mark of, like, how long can they operate at a loss? But we all just right. kept sort of saying, like, they were, they're were they prepared to operate at a loss. They're prepared to operate at a loss. Yeah. And um, knowing that this was likely to happen, right. like, as we return, while still in a pandemic, that the likelihood of us having to take a pause. But, oh, my God, the timing. I just remember thinking, like, oh, I just remember thinking this timing it's the time of year where we were finally starting to ramp up. Audiences were coming. It's the holidays. People are in the city. They're doing great. And I was like, if Omicron could have just held out till January, oh, till January 1st, right? you know, like everybody would have been like, fine, just, just, <laughs> yeah. just like right. two more weeks. And then they yep. could have built up the reserves and they would have done things. Yep. And the, I was just like this timing. I can't believe it. It's just Brutal. such an awful, awful thing. Mm-hmm. It was and brutal. you never got a taste of like, I mean, I say the word norm- normality with quotations clearly because nothing is, was normal returning to work. But you said like when you jumped in, it was a con- it was that constant kind of like people were testing positive, things were in were starting to tumble toward that the yes. madness of the holidays. Whereas I feel like with you, Jess, and I know for like my husband, there were there were like several weeks of quote unquote normalcy. I mean, you were still testing, but you were going to work, you were wearing your mask, but like you got your groove. You know what I yeah. mean? It we had like two you... and a half months with no cases. Yeah. We had cases I mean... at the very beginning during rehearsal. And then we went two and a half months testing three times a week, PCR testing three times a week, masking all the things and no cases. Wow. So we did feel relatively normal. I mean, it's normal yeah. as you can feel like wearing a mask, you know, backstage and then doing yeah. the things and all the stuff. And there, But there was still this, the stress of it. Like not just with your job, but just with your health too. You know, it's like this, I I said to someone, I said, we can't underestimate the undercurrent, the stress undercurrent that has just been flowing through us now for two years in a very amplified way. Yeah. You know, so true. (sighs) I know. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. Uh... We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm so glad that while your show is no longer there, but that you did get to do, you recently did Anyone Can Whistle at Carnegie Hall. So you got to like, I mean, first off, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? You know, (laughs) practice. Uh, But no, but you got to jump back on stage. You know, in some ways I would hope, I would think that was very healing or at least helpful in moving in this next phase. It really was. It was like all of the above, you know, because it felt like, oh God, you know, I think like the thing with Jagged closing, it was like, I always felt like, oh man, this was such a, an opportunity for me that I've dreamed of having. And then it felt like, oh my gosh, hardly anyone even got to like see the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, I was so grateful that Ted Sperling asked me to do that um, production of Anyone Can Whistle because it just felt like a chance to be back on stage again in a moment when it was only one night, but I still felt like a lot of people came and, um, and it was a really fun score to sing and a fun role to do. And, um, yeah, it, in many ways though, it was a new challenge, right? Cause going back to Jagged was like revisiting this thing I'd already learned and created. So I definitely felt like, okay. Um, I'm, I'm like a very nerdy, um, I would say probably an over practicer. Like I'm someone who like, would be, I'm not someone who crams for quizzes. Like I'm Mm. like, I do the long game. I study a little bit every night. Right. And so (laughs) just, that was like hard for me as a mom to be like, I don't know if I know this material. Cause my, you know, my security blanket usually is to like do more homework. Um, and I just didn't have time to do more homework. Um, so Mm. I definitely felt that crunch. Um, but then the triumph that I was like, well, I mostly did it, you know, (laughs) like, (laughs) Get used well, to that. I mostly did it. Uh, I feel like that's yeah. like the undercurrent of motherhood. <laughs> right. But you feel like you mostly did it. But on the internets, honey, the internet yeah. said you nailed it. You nailed of course it. You exactly. Did. I'm sure you did. Thank you, internets. Uh-huh. But yeah, like, you know, there, I felt really like, because, you know, Ted and his husband have twin girls and Santino and his wife have a two-year-old and Vanessa has four kids. And so it was a very supportive um, room of people. In fact, like I posted about this a little bit, but, uh, Vanessa Blame has bought me a new breast pump and it was like the greatest gift of all time. She gave me the kind that like goes right into your bra. Like the willow. Is that what it's called? Or it's not, like it's that? basically like that. I think this is yeah. LV is the brand, but, okay. um, game changing, like life changing, <laughs> truly. Like she was telling me about it cause her daughter just had a baby. And, um, I was like, yeah, I know, but I already have this. And it, you know, that's expensive, whatever. She came in like the next day and like with like a, a reindeer oh. bag and was like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> She's um, like, let me give you so the celebrity sweet. version. Let me give you the, <laughs> let me level you up, Penny. I was, I mean, I was like, that is the nicest thing. And she was just, I, I don't know. And also just like, was like bringing me dress options to wear. She was like, oh, you got to feel good. you like, you know, it was just like very, I felt yeah. taken care of in that moment of just like people getting getting it. And Santino too, he was like, what are you doing? I can't believe you're like breast pumping and learning music and what, I don't know. It's just nice. I mean, like 
every mom does it, right? Every mom like goes that goes back to work like has to figure it out and not everyone gets props like that. So I felt like it was really nice to be in a room of people who are really like lifting me up. Yeah. They're seeing you and they're seeing the effort it takes to be a mother, a working mother. I mean, mothers in general, but especially in this business too. It's like, it really, especially you were saying that you don't cram and having to learn new material. I mean, mom brain is a real thing. And I can't imagine that was, you know, with Jagged, it was already in your body, right? Muscle memory is a wild thing. And to then have to go in and learn something entirely new with a seven month old at, well, yeah, seven month old at home and doing all the things and still trying to get your footing and figure out how to juggle this new reality that you have, because it's not going to change. It's not like, I know, (laughs) I mean, I hate to tell you, but like, it's not like you think, okay, I just have to get through this and then I'll be able to relax. It's like, "Mm, no, because I hate to tell you, but this is the new normal in your work. I know. I know. I see it happening and I'm like, oh, help. (laughs) It does get somewhat easier. I will say, you know, as they get older in some ways, but you're, you know, the challenges just start, they shift, they change, change, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, in an industry, I think that doesn't acknowledge parents, the fact that your castmates and producers, they all, you know, they recognized what you were going through and, and you were able to be free about it. You know what I mean? Instead of feeling like you had to keep it under wraps to maintain your professional, um, image or, or, or professionalism even, you know, you could really be free about it. And I I think that's hopefully what we're moving more towards in our industry and in all industries, to be quite frank, you know. It's true. I mean, it's hard because I, I I feel that like I've gotten a couple auditions for like self-tapes that I've just, you know, I just have not been able to, I've just had to say like, I'm sorry, it didn't happen yeah. because it was due the next day and I literally had zero minutes of time yeah. to like memorize the thing and, and put it on to use this blue screen back here, you know? <laughs> um, and that, those moments are, are hard, you know, just in terms of like, well, A, it's you never want to pass auditions up because you're like, well, <laughs> you know, you want to be grateful for everyone that you have. But it's also, um, yeah, that moment of like, I don't want people to start thinking like, oh, I can't do it or I'm not capable or I'm like yeah. overwhelmed with motherhood and I'm not going to be able to keep up with my career anymore. It's like, you know, it's not it's hard not to have that voice in the back of your head because we know that those the judgments are out there for some mm-hmm. people at least. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I will say that as I've noticed people on casting teams or in agent offices and things like that, or in management, as they have had children, it's interesting how the shift happens with regard to understanding, with regard to giving grace to those new moms, particularly, you know, but like once they're in the trenches and they realize like, oh, this is really hard. Like they're just, it's not, it's like when you, when people think stay at home moms just lounge around watching soap operas, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) then they stay home one day and they go, oh my God, no wonder that the mess is, the house is always a mess because you had no time to sit down because the baby did this. And then this was happening and then throwing the stuff on the floor. It's like it, until it happens to you. Right. Until it happens to you. And then you recognize it's like, can't we all just give each other some grace from the beginning, like from the jump? Yeah. Yeah. We're all doing the best we can. That's right. Truly. I mean, and after you've had these experiences of jagged and 
anyone can whistle and I don't know what you have in your future. How are you envisioning your career now that you are, you know, seven months into motherhood and understanding obviously what it, what it's like to actually be in it and have your priorities shifted? You know, where I know for me, I, I, I don't think I had a long game at that point. I was very much like moment to moment, um, just trying to, you know, survive and exist. Uh, but what are you feeling about your career and how it is converging with motherhood? Uh, yeah. I mean, I am, I'm asking myself a lot of questions right now of just like, what, what do I actually want? You know, if I could choose, what would I want? Um, And it's, I don't know, is is like the real answer. I mean, for now, the short, the short big picture, like for the summer, I'm kind of looking at, um, hoping I can do some concerts to kind of have some, you know, cash flow here and there, but not be uh, gone for, you know, months at a time or for, you know, every night for a long spell. Um, you know, like a limited run of something in the city or something like that feels like maybe more like that could be fine. Um, but like there've been a few summer stock things that I've looked at and then ultimately have been like, I just don't think this summer is the right summer for that. Like, you know, and that's hard because I I'm someone who have always found like a big part of the payment of doing summer stock is like getting to live in a beautiful place, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm always like down for it. I like that experience of um, like, cool, I get to be outside the city and um, have a country home, you know, in this cast housing <laughs> for two months. And like, I like that. Not, that's not for everyone, but um, that's harder to swing with like a family. Um, so I'm just sort of like accepting that change. Um, yeah. I, I feel a little, uh, I feel really disenchanted by doing a commercial Broadway production. Um, after what I went through with Jagged, it was really like, it was painful. Yeah. Um, and that's just like separate from motherhood. But so I'm not like, yes, you know, I'm not just going to say yes to like every audition for a Broadway show that would happen to like pop into my inbox. Um, I'm kind of like, we'll see. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I, I do, I still love, like, <laughs> I do love the, the art form. And, um, and so I, I'm, I'm hopeful that the right thing will come along that will be like, you know what, that's worth it. Cause I, yeah. I'm in that tricky place right now that I'm discovering about myself of like the idea of spending a lot of time away from my child feels so heartbreaking, but the reality of it is not so bad actually, you know, and in some ways then I feel like I'm, I'm more present with her after I've had a break or I, I've had some other kind of stimulation that I come back and my, yeah. I feel like I'm a better mom. Um, that, that's that is a common that. theme. With <laughs> yeah. Lots of people. I mean, I know it for myself, I feel the same way, but for lots of people we've spoken to, um, but it does feel like so daunting to make that leap to disconnect, you know, yes. especially when you're, you're in, you're with them all the time. Yeah. Uh, it feels very foreign, but it is very good to fill your cup. But as you said, you know, it's like every opportunity will present itself and the answer will be clear. I mean, it will, you, it will take some soul searching, I'm sure. Um, I know that's been the case for me and I know it has for Jess, but like that you will know what you're being pulled toward and what you're not, you know? Yeah. 
Um, but it's a big shift from, like you said, when you say yes to every audition and you get all the work done, even though you get the, you know, the audition 12 hours before you need to memorize all the, all the stuff, you know, like you make it work. There are things that shift a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the, that's been one of the most difficult things for me is acknowledging and accepting that my priority is shifting, you know, or that I don't always want to be doing the eight shows a week on a never on an unending like journey, you know, like six years at Jersey boys or whatever. It's like for so long, you know, and there's that part of you that's like, take whatever job they offer because there are so many of you and you're dispensable and someone's just waiting there to take your place. And, um, and so there's that running right in the back of your head, just as an artist, I feel. And so, and then I feel like I'm cheating on my dream when I, (laughs) you know, like I, you know, I need to talk about, I need to do another episode talking about leaving my show, but it's like, I, it's, it, it was a decision that I made consciously. And while I'm happy with that decision, and I know that the payoff is going to be great because I am going to have time to spend with my daughter in you know the spring and summer and do fun things and see my nephew be born. Do you know what I mean? Aww. Like there are life things happening yeah. that will fill my cup in that way. There's still that little voice over here that's like, but you're not going to be doing a Broadway show. You're not going to be going to the theater eight times a week. Who are you if you're not doing a show eight times? You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. and that's a big I think that's a it's a hard thing to admit to yourself. You're like, I know I shouldn't put all my self-worth, wrap it all up in this, but for so long it was and now it has to shift. And not only is it shifting, which is a good thing, but also now you're older and you're different and Will there be work when you decide to come back? You know what? It's all that. It's all right. that. I don't have a Tony nomination like Miss Elizabeth Stanley. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> no, that's what we didn't even shout that out. But that, I know, yes. right? Yes. And the photo of you, we did talk about that last, last time. Last time the we photo talked to you. Yeah. <laughs> pumping, pumping at in the, the Tony Awards. Yes. Oh my, oh, my God. But it's just, it's a, it's a real struggle. And I, I'm so glad we have these conversations so that people can know that, they are not alone. And that no matter who you are, I mean, I remember taught Patty Lapone saying something about her son, Josh, and what it was like to be away from him, you know, and this was a time where hardly anybody was trying to balance the two, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and that it was only because her husband was able to not work that she was able to continue to do it, you know, and so when mm-hmm. you have two working parents, as so many of us have to be um, yeah. this, in this time, um, the pull is, it's really difficult to figure it out and how to make it happen. And, and for some people, you know, on the contracts that we have on Broadway, all their paycheck goes to a sitter. So then yeah. you really have to want to be there. You know, right. that's the thing. Is it worth it? Is it because yeah. I'm not making any money. I'm not bettering <laughs> my life or my standing or my savings. Right. I'm literally just here because my heart wants to be here Yeah, and take that time away from my child. And oof. I think, but you know what? Those beautiful summer stock gigs, they'll be here next summer too. And the summer after that. I mean, (laughs) you know, you're right. No, they will be. You know, my agent said to me a long time ago when I got pregnant and I was so nervous and he was like, the business is always here. Life will not be. These moments will not be, but life, but the business will always be here. And I will speak from experience. I have had so many instances where I have made decisions for my life that 
weren't necessarily what would be the obvious decision for my career. Um, and my career has benefited from it mm. in really like wondrous ways. Um, anytime that I did something for the betterment of my life, the universe was like, well, here you go. Here's some, here's something for your career. You know I what I mean? That. So, yeah. um, I have, I do have faith in that. Yeah. Awesome. That's nice to hear. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I do kind of feel that way. I've thought that a little bit sometimes of like some of the things I've been saying no to, or, you know, I'm like, I've been given the advice to say no to that kind of thing, you know, over the years at different times. And I've always been like, oh, no, there's a reason that I want to say yes, but I know for my career, it might be better if I said no, you know, it might push me, you know, might open a new path or a new door. And, um, and so I guess, yeah, I feel hopeful that, that maybe that'll be true, that I'll be surprised by, you know, new things that happen because of saying no to other things. You make yourself open and available to who knows what, whatever will come your way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see what it is, Elizabeth. I know, me too. <laughs> hey, you're like. <laughs> but likewise, likewise for you with you know transitioning with with leaving your show. That's such a huge choice, and I look forward to seeing like what's you know what is next for you. Thanks. It's gonna be so good for you, Jess. Yeah. Thanks. I think you know. Yeah, the pandemic made a lot of things clear, right? And, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. For better or for worse. So. Anyways, yeah. well, thank, thank you, you so much, Elizabeth. Thanks for thank being you. here. It's really nice to talk to other moms. It's really so thanks for having yeah. me. We finally we have to actually make it happen now. We've been we even set on another one, but we do have to meet up. We don't live that far away, so we need to do <laughs> when it's no longer twenty degrees. I know in this weather exactly. Oh my gosh, for sure. Well, have a great day. Thanks. You too. Talk soon. Okay. Bye. bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. Special shout outs to Justin Squiggs Robertson for our fabulous new graphic, Kristen Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Wardweber for our awesome theme song, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.